You're listening to a 1FM podcast. Emma Kirkbride, who's the Northern Victorian Show Jumping president uh, and, uh, of course, she's with the Northern Victorian Show Jumping Club. Are you there, Emma? Yes, I am. Thank you. Sorry about that little bit of a uh, technological issue there. No, don't worry. I mean, if there's uh, there's been technological issues with uh, phones throughout the week, and we won't talk about those, but... Uh, yeah, been making the news during the week. But, uh, Emma, you're here to talk about the uh, Victorian State Show Jumping titles held at WB Hunter Reserve near the Belladrome. And I believe it kicks off Friday, Saturday and Sunday next week. And it kicks off on Friday, obviously. And it's a uh, free event, I believe, to the general public as well. Yeah, it's a um, free event for the general public. We usually get a few people um, down watching from our banks, but it's great to have some time on air today just to um, get the word out there for more people. It's a really good family-friendly um, event. We've got a lovely grass bank overlooking our grass show jumping arena, um, which, you know, offers a little bit of shade throughout parts of the day and a really good viewing platform. So, you know, um, a great place to bring down some kids, particularly if they're animal lovers or, you know, lovers of sport in general for some um, free entertainment. We'll be, um, I'll tell you a bit about the event itself. Um, so we're actually hosting, yeah, the Victorian State Show Jumping Championships in conjunction with Jumping Victoria. So usually this um, event is held at Werribee Park, in, which is the National Equestrian Centre in Melbourne. But this year, uh, we're the club that's been selected to host it outside of um, the city, I guess. So we're really excited about that. We've got um, a host of riders who have, you know, completed competed either internationally at the Olympics. Um, we've got a New Zealand rider coming across. So the three main events for the weekend will be the senior um, state show jumping title. Then we've got um, one for the young riders, the juniors and the children. So they're the, the state title events. But they can be entered for those from interstate too. So we've got a lot of interstate um, competitors coming down, which will be great, including the reigning champion from our um, World Cup show that we host earlier in the year, um, which is Sarah McMillan and Tyrone BDL. So they were the, the winners of the World Cup earlier in the year in March, which we also hosted. So, yeah, we're really excited to have some high-level show jumping Um going on that's, you know, in our backyard, I guess. I can tell you that uh, the weather next week's looking fantastic for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. It looks to uh, be pretty fine and temperatures raining in the late 20s for the three days. Um, how, do you, how did you get involved in show jumping? Obviously, you probably got involved at a very young age there, Emma. Well, actually, I, as a young person, was uh, more into the athletics and tennis. And um, we did have a pony at home, but my parents are not um, not too horsey, although my grandfather was. So I guess I was really wanting to do it. And I actually had a friend um, when I was, I uh, know, probably about 21, who did the adult riding club. It's a different, um, we're in Equestrian Australia um, is the, the organisation. But the adult riding clubs are really, you know, family-friendly sort of um, organisation as well that has a lot of local competitions. Um, and... You know, I suppose the aim is to be a, a bit more of a social event too. So they, she invited me to, to come to that and I guess the rest is history ever since I've, um, you know, just got more and more involved in the sport and I really do believe that if you are involved in any sport, whether it be the local netball club or, you know, um, soccer or whatever you're into, you really have to 
have, you know, uh, you know, put some effort into the club. So that's, I guess, how I've ended up being on the committee and now the president um, because, you know, you need people to work hard. I'm actually sitting in my car right now yep. at a working beat at the show jumping. Oh, I thought you might have been doing something like that or in a canteen or something. Yeah, so that's where I am right now. It's, um, everybody's out, you know, mowing with a snipper and cleaning up the place in preparation for next weekend. Yeah, don't worry, Emma. When we're ringing people for Saturday morning sport, we have them in all kinds of locations sometimes. Yeah, I can imagine so. Um, so another thing I thought I might mention, which is potentially of interest to anybody wanting to come down and spectate, um, is we will have some food vans. So there'll be, you know, you can get some food, some coffee as well. But if you want to bring, you know, if you bring your family down and you want to bring just a picnic basket or whatever, that's most welcome as well. Um, as I said, you can sit on the lovely grass bank um, next to the arena, but there is also, um, you can bring some chairs down or whatnot as well. Um, another thing to mention is we actually are having this um, event broadcasted worldwide. So we're, we've got Force and Country, which is a company out of the UK, and they're going to be um, broadcasting the event. Um, it, it'll be on some TV channels. It'll be live streamed um, via their website. So we're, this is actually the first time we're having um, this sort of level of, um, I guess, broadcast, which, which we're pretty excited about as well. So they'll be coming down. And the other mentionable thing is we have um, an association with, um, I suppose, the Question Victoria, but also uh, EA, this Question in Australia, with off-the-track racing. Um, so you would see, you know, a lot's going on at the moment, Spring Racing Carnival. Um, there's a massive focus on having these horses that go through a life of racing being, you know, rehomed and, um, you know, given a good life after racing. So... Um, the off-the-track classes for off-the-track thoroughbreds is something that Racing Victoria is having a big investment in. So they're actually sponsoring um, three classes at the show and um, they're having some subsections where the, the winners of those classes, and you can only enter if you've got a, a thoroughbred that's raced or trialled before, they, um, they actually you know receive some extra prizes from um, Racing Victoria and that's to encourage people to you know, give these horses a life after racing as well. Now, I'd, I'd assume that being the Victorian State Show jumping titles will be coming in from all over Australia, maybe even New Zealand, Emma? Yeah, we have um, we have riders from um, all over Australia coming. We do have a rider from New Zealand yep. coming. Um, so that's really good. Um, I think that we're going to have about 1,400 rounds of show jumping across the three days. So it's going to be a very busy day, um, well, busy three days, I guess, Um and, you know, I guess the other good thing about these sort of events that we're able to host, we host um, a minimum of four events a year through our club. Um, you bring in, like, a lot of people to the town. So we bring in, you know, judges. We bring in, um, you know, people who pencil. So for the events, there's volunteers. There is um, marshals and, um, you know, FEI officials. So that's our international organisation. And they need to make sure everyone's doing things compliantly and, they walk around the show and, you know, make sure everything's going to plan, um, bring up any concerns, and they all have to be hosted in Shepparton too. So you've got, you know, people coming into the town to stay, to get food, all the people that, you know, come to our show. So that, um, you know, it's really good that we're able to also contribute a bit of money to, you know, Greater Shepparton, I suppose, with, um, you know, bringing this influx of people into the town. So Yeah, it should be fantastic. And like you say, 
you uh, have other events during the year that are probably more locally orientated. Are, are they all at uh, the same venue there, Emma? Yeah, we're really lucky. We've actually got two arenas here. So we've got our grass main arena and we've got our sand arena. So the grass arena tends to have the, the bigger classes. So the, it's, a, it's a lot bigger arena. Um, it would A lot of people say it's probably the best jumping arena in Australia or up there. Um, so it's got some really good feedback. We've got it in um, really good condition in the last few years. We've got um, Ed McNair. Some people may know he uh, takes care of the arena, waters it, mows it, like cares for it he's always down here donating his time which is fantastic um and then we've got the sand arena which is another you know big area for jumping and we tend to have um you know the lower level classes and at our smaller shows we you know start with some really really um yeah i suppose smaller classes for the young kids to get into jumping but even this weekend there'll still be um classes starting at you know 60 centimeters going all the way up to the senior state title which is starts at a meter 50 and that, you know, as I said, attracts people who are um, at the top of the sport. Um, you know, some of them have competed internationally, are looking to or have ridden at the Olympics, that sort of thing. So it's really a sport for everyone. The girls and the boys, they all compete against each other. So not many um, sports out there where ladies and men compete against each other equally. But, you know, this is one of them. And you could be riding in you know, a 90 centimetre class and you might have some young, you know, kid who's 12 years old, but then you could also have an Olympian who's riding their young horse in the same class. So it's a very inclusive sort of sport, a little bit different than, um, you know, some other, like, competitive sports. I was going to ask you about that because, like, heading into the Olympics next year in Paris in 2024, I suppose there'd be a lot of... uh, uh, Olympians, or well, Olympians trying to hone their skills at least uh, heading into that event next year. Because the only time I really see is a, a like an outsider looking in to show jumping is see any sort of show jumping is actually during the Olympics. Yeah, and I think that you wouldn't be the odd one out there. Like a lot of um, a lot of people wouldn't, especially if they don't have somebody in their family that you know partakes in the sport. A lot of people would only see it at the um, the Olympics. So. Um, yeah, we, we do have a fair few people. Like at our earlier show this year, the March show, it was actually a qualifier for the World Equestrian Games. So, um, you know, we had that one was definitely really big with the top class. Um, but with these bigger height classes, they actually give points to the horses and the riders for some Horse of the Year and Rider of the Year awards too. So um, all the bigger shows sort of that have classes that have the certain qualifying um height and um you know i guess there's a few requirements um they go towards points for yeah horse of the year and rider of the year as well so yeah and just on that like you got to avoid like what they call knockdowns and 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 stuff like that you got to keep your horse on stride as well there's there's a bit to it it's very intricate isn't it emma yeah i suppose it's a a quick rundown so um there's class could have uh, say 14 fences um, in the class they'll all be numbered so you have to start and jump around them there's a few different types of competition so you could have a speed class which is the fastest and you might have some classes where you have to go clear in the first round and then there's speed anyway there's an array of different ones but essentially you have to jump over all the fences Um, you know there's different types of fences some of them are wider some of them are narrower you know different heights um, and the goal is not to knock any rails, but then when you're either in the jump off or the speed part of the class, 
is that you want to be taking the tightest turns and getting the fastest time, obviously, safely um, to be able to, to win. So, um, yeah, one rail down and you're generally out of the running, especially some of these passes we've got, you know, have 80 riders in them. Um, so, yeah, there's not much chance. You have to be riding very well to be, to be winning those classes. And, and just before I let you go, and I just I only know one term when it comes, and I don't even know what it means when it comes to show jumping, and that's rushing. What what does that mean, Emma? Rushing. rushing. Do you know what that means? Do you know, I've not heard the term rushing. Okay. I, I heard it when I was a kid at the, at the Olympics, and it just always stuck with me. But I go back to the 1980s. Maybe they don't use that term anymore. Well, maybe. Do you know what the term means? Or do you I, I think it's got something to do with stepping with the horse or something or, or keeping it uh, on course. I, I, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. See, we, we would just um, talk about when we're walking the course, we like, will talk about how many strides have been between fences. So, like, if as a generalisation, if you take four, four step strides, you, it depends for each horse how big those step strides need to be. Mm-hmm. That will be one horse stride. And we have to count the um, the landing and then the strides and then the takeoff to work out whether, you know, the distance between the fences is long or short. And then as soon as you land over it, you need to make a decision whether you're going to ride your horse up a bit faster towards the fence so you get a good takeoff distance or whether you need to collect them. And then that can change because depending on how they land over the fence, how, um, you know, how you need to make these adjustments. So you're constantly making these um adjustments throughout the course and you don't always get it right and generally if you do make a mistake it might relate result in a rail but um yeah anyway thanks so much for letting me share a little bit about our um our sport i guess today on the radio and the event next weekend no worries emma i'll let you go then i, I want to thank steph waddle as well or waddle it might be that uh facilitated the interview as well emma yeah thanks um yeah steph's a great committee member and um organised this so thank you very much to Steph and yeah thanks so much for your time and I hope that we might see a few people um, down here throughout the weekend. Just before I go, the main classes are on um, Sunday so we've got our main classes, the finals for the show jumping on Sunday so if anyone does want to come down and they you know, want to know which day would be best, we have um, yeah, the junior final, the senior final um, the children's final and the young rider final all on Sunday. So that's the, the big day of show jumping. No worries, Emma. We'll leave it there. And uh, good luck with the three-day event next week. And uh, uh, I hope you get a lot of people uh, on lookers at the event. Perfect. Thanks so much. That was Emma Kirkbride, the Northern Victorian show jumping president, talking about, of course, the big event happening at WB Vibert. Reserve next week, the Victorian State Show Jumping Titles. Free event, it's on Friday, Saturday and Sunday of next weekend. So go check it out. And thanking, like I said, during uh, the interview to Steph Waddle, uh, who uh, facilitated that interview from Northern Victorian Show Jumping Club as well. We'll go to a sponsors break, come out the other side with a song, and then we'll be into Sport and Road to round out the Super Saturday Sport Show. 
You know the garden could do with a makeover, so what are you waiting for? Cleves Garden Supplies have got everything you need to get the job done, and they're open seven days a week. Coloured mulches, decorative pebbles, river stones, crushed rocks, sands, gravel, sleepers, topsoils, pavers, you name it, they've got it. They'll deliver small loads and big loads straight to your door. Drop in and see them at 20 Wanganui Road, Shepparton, or give them a call. 58212 That's 58212 1FM sponsor. Daryl here from Aussie Ag Supplies. Just a quick message, retractor parts for many brands of tractors. Most of you good listeners know the brands of parts we carry. Over the busy times ahead, if you need new or used tractor parts, call Aussie Ag. Our stocks are large, plus glass doors, etc. Our wrecking stock of tractors is growing along with used tractors and machinery. Call Daryl on 0428 235000. I'll repeat that, 0428 235000. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.